Hello friends, this is your host Kimberly Bell and today I would like to revisit a podcast I did several months ago that talks about new perspectives in our love relationships and personal empowerment in all of our relationships. I felt inspired to bring this one back because to be honest with you, there's a lot of relationship transition going on and I guess that's because there's a lot of personal um, transformation going on within people. They're starting to realize things about themselves, about choices that they've made in their lives. And I just feel like this will be really helpful to help us all navigate um, in a higher vibe way in all of our relationships. This perspective about it being less codependent and more about our relationships bringing a growth opportunity to us can help us all. So with that being said, I hope you guys enjoy and let's jump in. Hello friends, welcome back. You are listening to You Are Good Enough and this is Kimberly Bell, your host, podcaster, author, coach. Today we're talking about relationships and I'm all about perspectives. Um, looking at things differently in our lives to help us learn, to help us have more patience, ultimately to be empowered in our lives so that we can make choices, intentional movement towards creating and inviting, allowing in to our lives the type of relationships that we want, the type of life that we want to create. And today I feel like this is, this is a big topic, relationships. This will not be the last podcast. This is just the beginning because I want us to maybe let go of an old idea of what relationship has been, what we, you know, the majority of people listening to this probably grew up with the idea about relationships, a specific idea. So the question that I have is, why do you feel relationships are important? What is your motivation behind getting into a love relationship? So my experience was that the idea we got into relationships was because I bought into some idea that the other person is going to complete me. And I think that that is the majority of us. So I would like you to invite to open your mind up a little bit because I'm going to talk about a new way um, that I've experienced relationship and moving forward in my life, the way that I look at relationships. So instead of the old idea of looking for the other person to complete me or needing a relationship in my life because I'm a better person or I need to learn some things, so let me get into a relationship. Um, and that's the old codependent way of looking at relationship I would offer. So the new way of my idea of the relationship, the love relationship, is for personal growth. And it's not codependent. If we understand that it's not another person's job to make us happy, which is in alignment with the old program of relationship, right? If I am not looking for that other person to completely complete me, to make me happy, then I realize that it's really my job to make myself happy. 
And I would like to also throw out to you that if you are not a happy person, getting into a relationship, you know, after, you know, the honeymoon phase is over of the relationship, you most likely are going to find yourself being unhappy with your relationship. Because again, we can't give to anybody else that which we don't first give to ourselves. So if you're a happy person and you feel pretty complete in your life, great. That's a different way of looking at a relationship. However, if our mindset is that we're looking for a relationship as a way of distraction or to keep me from being alone with myself or because I need financial support or I need to learn how to do this or do that, okay? With the learning part, I kind of like, but I would shift the, I, the learning, the motivation behind what you want to learn a little bit around the relationship. So if, if I want to learn in relationship, and I think that's a good way to look at love relationships, it's an opportunity for us to learn. Love relationships are mirrors to show us what has yet to be loved within ourselves. So if I'm a very insecure person, and I get into a love relationship, I'm going to feel a rise in my insecurities. It's not going to make me feel um, secure because I have yet to embrace and love those things inside of myself that need to be, you know, loved and looked at. Okay. Maybe it's physical stuff. Maybe it's something having to do with sex. Maybe it's something having to do with my um, not feeling like I'm very intelligent as, a, as an individual or I don't have uh, the wherewithal to make money, whatever it is. So when we approach a relationship from the place of I am entering this relationship because I want to experience love, I want to experience um, how to love, maybe how to nurture and be nurtured, then that's more balanced instead of getting into it and expecting somebody else to, um, to make it all better for us. And I think what I'd like to do right now is, so I'm laying the foundation for my idea of a new perspective on love relationships. And if we have this perspective, I do believe that it helps us have more patience, right? It helps us own our own role within this relationship instead of allowing somebody else to do it all for us. That's the old program that I have talked about here in this podcast. That's that's what I would call associated with that fear-based program that we have grown up in. It's that lack mentality, the victim consciousness where life happens to us. Um, I'm a victim of my circumstances. I have no power, right? And the new way of looking at the relationship is from that love-based um, program, right? Where I'm all about oneness and we are all the same. And I need to be self-responsible because I realize that I am the creator and the manifester of my own life. And a person who I decide to be in relationship will enhance my growth. They will give me growth opportunity. I was with a couple yesterday. And 
inevitably, you know, when you work with couples, somebody's happy and somebody might not be as as happy, but there's usually one person that's the standout of being unhappy, right? So of course, this couple comes to me because of one of them. And this person has, you know, guilt around the fact that they're the reason why they have to come to couples therapy. That's that's a um, limited way of looking at that. Okay. So I, I applauded the person and I said, what I want you to realize is that you've given your, you know, your spouse an opportunity and yourself an opportunity to have a deeper, more connected marriage. Okay. And they've been married a long time, but they're also giving their spouse and the and themselves and the relationship an opportunity for massive growth on this scale. And I don't believe that relationships are by accident. Okay. I, I am of the thought that we learn from every single relationship that we have, every single moment that we experience with another person, even if it's a one night stand, I bet we all know how we feel the next day. You know, there are things to be learned in every experience and exchange that we have with another person. So I applauded, you know, and I wanted this, um, this partner to realize that because of them, they're giving them an amazing second chance at creating and, and getting in the driver's seat, right, of their relationship, of their marriage, even after 20, 30 years. There's a new way to do relationship. And people are feeling this now because we know subconsciously, soul-wise, we know that we're here for a deeper connection. But our society has had to show us, right? We've had to get to this place of um, hyper-focus on outside of ourselves in order to understand that that's where the pain lies. The pain lies in looking outside of myself. The truth is, happiness goes from inside out, right? So when I realize that when I'm uncomfortable as a person or in a relationship, with or without the relationship, if I'm feeling uncomfortable, that's getting my attention. My soul's basically saying to me, hey, look over here. You're really insecure with this kind of situation. So what are you going to do, right? That's really the growth opportunity in life. That's associated with this new love-based program where, okay, thank you for the information. I'm going to use that information. I'm going to embrace that now, and I'm going to take a deeper look at this. The old um, fear-based way of um, approaching those feelings is avoidance is, you know what? I'm going to cut that off because that's just not convenient for me to feel right now. That's too uncomfortable. I don't want to go with it. I don't want to deal with that. Right. And that's the, you know, I'm running away kind of thing. And we've certainly all done that in our lives. We know what that's like, you know, like uh, there's so many kids and, and I was just like this. I turned 18, I was out of the house and I was like, you know what? I'm not dealing with this anymore. <laughs> those, those were problems of the past. I'm just going to, I'm going to go to another state and everything is going to be hunky dory and everything's going to work itself out. But truth is, life is life. And your soul came here to learn the lessons of the soul. And whether you decide to stay, you know, engaged with your family and learn the lessons there, 
the lessons are still here to be learned. So you will, you will attract the perfect players to come into your life, whether it be through friend relationship, love relationship, family relationship, job relationship, you will get an opportunity to experience and learn the lessons you came here to learn. Okay. That's what I believe that's associated with this love based program. But getting back to our, to, uh, to this couple, um, and, and the one partner feeling guilty about the fact that they're the reason why. We all know what that feels like too. I think we do, right? And there's, let me tell you how much growth this couple's had in just getting to get us getting together a few times, right? They're allowing themselves to be open. They're allowing themselves to look at things differently with new eyes, right? And and go even deeper into their relationship where some some people are too afraid in their relationship to speak and to say things and to bring things up because it's not convenient because we've been taught that it's not safe to say the truth it's not safe to use our voices it's not safe to ruffle the feathers and make others uncomfortable if you will so we stuff it we stuff it with food we stuff it with porn we stuff it with shopping and all kinds of things and keep pushing it down farther and farther alcohol right? Let, let me drink so I don't have to think about it. Let me, let me numb it so I don't have to feel it, right? And also pharmaceuticals, I'll, I'll mention, you know, we're all, this is a society who's addicted to not feeling, but the feelings are your navigation system to help you understand where to go and where not to go, what feels good and what doesn't feel good. So I feel like I'm getting off on a tangent again. Oh, but getting back to this, this relationship, yes, they have this opportunity to go even deeper and even better. And you know what? Their parents, who might not be with them now, would just smile down upon them from the heavens to know that they were actually uniting and actually pulling up their sleeves and getting into those uncomfortable spots within their relationship so that they can experience this deeper level of connection and love. So... That is just so powerful, I feel. And I guess I want to also, um, I want to also talk about what's priority in relationships. Because I think that that has a lot to do with this perspective that I'm talking about too. So just think to yourselves while you're listening to this. Okay. What's your, what's your priority in your relationship? Who's priority in the relationship? If I ask that question, most people will say, Oh, well, my partner is, but then maybe in their life, their actions show that it's actually different than that. Right? So sometimes we can talk the talk, but we might not always walk the talk, right? So the talk sounds one way, but the actions look very different than what I'm, you know, the words that person's saying, what I'm hearing. My experience with love relationship is that in order for both people to feel um, chosen, prioritized, in order for that to happen for both parties, both parties must make, this is my opinion, must make that love relationship 
and each other the priority. And I call this like a sacred circle, right? I actually put my hands together and show my couples what I'm talking about. The two of them are within this this little circle. This is your sacred circle. This is your sacred union, okay? Because the type of relationship I'm talking about is more of a spiritually based relationship. It's not based on the old program of relationship, which is, you know, materialism and the idea of structure within the relationship. And, um, oh, they like this and so do I. We go off every Saturday at 9 a.m. or, you know, we like to go drinking every Friday night with all of our friends. It's not based on those things. It's based more upon a depth, a deeper meaning, a deeper vulnerability and belonging relationship, a relationship that that's easy, okay? A relationship where I feel like I'm part of this sacred union, this sacred circle. It's the kind of relationship where I know that if I get stage four cancer diagnosis, there is no question who's going to be by my side, none. And it doesn't get too hot in the kitchen so that somebody has to leave because it's uncomfortable. This is a relationship that is built upon trust, vulnerability, commitment, love. It's a different type of relationship. It doesn't change because I didn't make a million dollars this year, right? It doesn't change because I have more gray hair or more lines or my skin sagging now because I'm in my whatever age, okay? This is the type of relationship where we see each other on a soul level and we're brave enough to go into that place. So this relationship, I'm talking about what needs to be priority. And what needs to be priority, in my opinion, is both people need to be the priority in the relationship and the relationship needs to be priority. But what we see in relationships oftentimes is People, they may be married and they may be in love relationships, but their real bond might be with a child or it might be with, um, you know, another family member, a brother, a sister, a father, a mother. And I want to talk about this because this happens a lot where we haven't necessarily had good examples maybe in our lives of what a deep love connection really looks like is when we are each other's go-to person, right? In this sacred circle, we're each other's go-to person. It's not that, oh, I'm really dealing with this problem right now. I'm going to go call mom or I'm going to go call dad, okay? As being my first go-to. Doesn't mean you don't call them. Just means your your first person you go to is your is your go-to person. And I'm suggesting that's part of this sacred circle relationship, this new type of love relationship. Um, you know, because I see what I see what can happen in families, right? And we've maybe experienced this ourselves, right? Maybe mom or dad are married and they start having kids and maybe, um, you know, we start having babies and things change with our physical relationship. And then over the years, we might grow more of a bond with one of our children. And then our other spouse might grow more of a bond with one of their, you know, another child in the family. And 
then we might feel like we're more on a team with our kid than we are our spouse. And you may feel like that's working for a while, but what happens is your kids grow up and then they fly the coop, right? And then you're left standing there looking at each other and you're both like in your own circle. And the merging of your circle has actually become more of a independent circle and not a united circle, which is the sacred circle. So you can see where this might be an issue over a period of time. And also it's, it's an issue actually throughout all the years. It's just that it doesn't get as loud and uncomfortable as when people start moving out of our home and they don't distract us as much, right? So another, or another, another example of this is, you know, I'm in a marriage and I'm still really connected to mom or to dad and they're still my go-to person. Well, I haven't really made that um, that strong bond yet with my, with my partner to have them be the go-to person. Well, so what that can look like is my partner probably doesn't appreciate it. They probably feel undervalued, under, underappreciated, and like they don't matter to me as much. And so you can see where that would begin to cause a lot of rifts. This can be the cause of deep-seated resentments, um, frustrations, um, and then we naturally retract. We don't want to be physical with that person. I don't care if you're a man or a woman. If you're feeling like your partner is choosing somebody else over and over again in your life, when you've committed to each other, you will recoil from them. That's, that's a natural thing to do, right? Because we must take care of our needs. And part of taking care of our needs is protecting ourselves, right? Because we've, we've learned that throughout our lives, oftentimes we have learned that uh, we don't feel good enough. We've had life show us that, or, or kind of confirm that, that what we fear the most is true, that we don't feel good about ourselves, therefore we're not good enough. And if you listen to me, you know how passionate I am about that. I would like everyone to realize that they are good enough and they do matter. I meet with people every single day. And there isn't one person who I meet, who I engage with, who isn't good enough. I don't care what you've done. I don't care where you are in your life, how low you are. Your job in this lifetime, I believe, is to find and uncover, uncover your worth for you. So you understand that you do in fact matter. So getting back to this couple where, you know, I'm using myself as an example, maybe I'm, you know, reaching out to mom and dad and that my partner is supposed to be my go-to person. And if, if, if I'm, you know, talking to you and you're that person in the relationship who might have the awareness that you haven't engaged with your partner for them to be that go-to person, because you have maybe more trust in mom and dad in ways or, or whatever the story is, then realizing this, you can start to make small changes, right? You can um, reassure your partner by letting them know that, you know, you value their opinion and you value what they have to say and how they feel about certain things um, that you ordinarily would have gone to an outsider for. On the other side of that, if I'm speaking to the partner who is experiencing that partner leaving the relationship every time something comes up in life that they need to go get advice on, um, 
or, or that they seek more um, engagement with another person, this is that uncomfortable moment when I feel like this is one of your lessons to learn how to find your voice, to realize that you're uncomfortable. You're uncomfortable because it matters, right? Because your word matters for you. That's a sign of self-love, okay? Also a sign of, um, also an opportunity for self-responsibility. My needs aren't being met. I want to feel fully engaged with my partner. I want us to be each other's go-to person. I realize that I'm not their go-to person. This feels really sucky and I'd like it to change. Therefore, I need to say something about it, right? Instead of letting time pass and letting life distract. Because what will happen is it creates more and more and more resentment, more and more and more of a wedge. And then sometimes couples often... um, you know, it, we look at the statistics, they give up and they say this is, you know, it's too damaged to, um, to make better, which is crazy. I don't believe that there is such a thing as that. But, uh, but some people get these things in their minds where it can't ever be different than it is. Um, and, and I would say it can't be different than it is if that's where your mind lies, right? Because your mind is not going to allow you to shift and be different and be open to seeing the new ways of doing things and allowing your partner to show up differently. So a lot of this comes down to perspective. And that's how we started this podcast. A lot of this comes down to the way that I view a love relationship and the way that I view um, myself and what I came here to do. What did I come here to learn? So just to do a quick recap, Think about it. Think about this perspective. Have you been living from the perspective of of a relationship as in this relationship is supposed to be making me happy. It's supposed to be solving all my problems, right? Or have you entered into a relationship because you really do want that deep, loving, trusting, vulnerable connection with another human being that is within the sacred circle? And within that sacred circle, there's no room for anybody else. No room, right? And if you have that connection and you're experiencing that connection right now, you know that you don't want anybody else in that circle, right? You don't even, why would you? Why would you? So, so that is that. And I have a feeling that there are going to be more relationship uh, podcasts. I just, um, you know, feel free always to reach out to me too. You can find me, you can email me at Kimberly at one true My information is here. Um, you can go to my website, one true and you can always message me, send me ideas, send me things you would love to hear about. Um, if you need a new, fresh perspective on something, I would love to hear from you. Uh, you can also find me on Facebook, One True Joy, Kimberly Bell, One True Joy, uh, also Instagram. So thank you for your time. I hope you found this helpful and I will see you soon. Thanks so much.